This is the Social Leader Podcast, inspired by business leaders, entrepreneurs, volunteers, and visioneers striving to close the gap between their passion and their social action. They are the leaders among us who crave the entrepreneurial adventure of moving beyond charitable intentions to lead with greater social impact every day. Social leaders are the most impactful leaders in the world because they are empowering companies and communities to sustainably solve our world's most pressing problems. Welcome to season two, episode one of the Social Leader Podcast. I am so excited. I'm your host, Father Justin Matthews, and I'm excited for a reason. We are trying out a brand new format this year for the Social Leader Podcast, where every two weeks we're going to drop a new episode just chock full of information and resources and stories and inspiration for you to help you in your social leadership journey. And one episode is going to be all about practical and tactical. It's going to be all about teaching. And I'm going to unpack in detail things that I teach in the Social Leader One Day Intensive courses, as well as in the Social Leader Essentials e-course that you can find online. And then in the second episode of the month, we're going to have guests on who are incredible authors and speakers, both national guest speakers, as well as local and regional speakers, who are going to tell you their their social leadership journey and who are going to bring specific skills and things that they can teach us about social leadership that help us go really deep on our journey and accelerate the momentum of our becoming the social leaders that we dream of becoming and really having the social impact that we dream of having. So incredible new season and I, I'm just pumped to jump into it because today we're going to be really tackling what is social leadership? What do I mean by social leadership? What's it all about? Is it just social media? Is it a way of talking? Is it a way of interacting and communicating? No, it has nothing to do with that. But social leadership is important. In fact, I believe it's perhaps one of the most important leadership skills that anybody can learn, especially right now. And here's why. Let's dive in. In the wake of 2020 and all of the events that we saw, the economic collapse, mental health impacts, um, the pandemic, political unrest, brutal racial inequality, so many events, things that we lived through in 2020. During that time, leaders were moved to act. In fact, Fortune 1000 companies committed literally billions, with a B, billions of dollars to racial equity initiatives. CEOs wrote and published statements. Some of them were good, some of them not so much. Companies hired DEI officers and diversity workshops multiplied. HR co coaches multiplied exponentially. All of these things, great responses. But were they enough? I would argue that leadership has perhaps never been more important, never been more vital in our lifetime than right now. People have never been more dependent on leaders to help us find our way and make meaning of our times. But there's a problem. In the wake of what we could call maybe our evolving corporate consciousness in the last year, 
another problem has become glaringly evident. It's a leadership gap. And I think it's one that's holding us back from accomplishing the change that we know that we need to make and we need to make now. And here's the problem. It's this. Even for the most passionate leader, the closer that we stare at the fine print of a community problem, of a social problem, the harder we stare at that, the blurrier our role in the solution becomes. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. I work with hundreds of accomplished leaders, business leaders, nonprofit leaders, volunteers, you name it, every single year. And I'm telling you, at one point or another, most of them say the same thing to me. Most of them, when we get down to it and we're having a cup of coffee, they say something like, you know, Father Justin, I want to make a difference, but I just don't know where to begin. And just coming down to volunteer doesn't feel like enough. Or they'll say something like, I've tried, but I don't really feel equipped and I don't know how to contribute to like deep systemic change. They're overwhelmed. Leaders who I talk to in the business community, in the faith community, in the, in the philanthropic community, they feel overwhelmed by the magnitude of the community issues that we face. And, and here's the key. Most of them don't see how their daily work actually can contribute to solving the social problem that is burdening their heart. And that's the gap. This gap between their social passion and their social action is a huge problem because here's what's happening. Leaders who are incredibly talented have talent that's going untapped. Companies that are strong and resourced and other organizations like them have strength that's not being harnessed to solve our urgent community problems. And it's all because of this gap, this mental gap between understanding the social thing, the social problem, the community issue that burdens our heart and the social impact that we can have. So let me give you a real world example of this leadership gap that I'm talking about, and maybe it'll bring it home a little bit. Recently, I graduated from a leadership program in Kansas City. And in the program, all of these leaders from all these different sectors, we were all exposed to really serious civic and social challenges in our city. We got down into the data, into the nitty gritty to really understand what our city and our community and our region is facing socially and economically and structurally. And then we were challenged, once we were educated, we were challenged to engage to help solve those problems. But they didn't really tell us how. They just said, okay, now go get on a board or now go get involved. And as we were finishing the program, I think probably because I work in the social impact world and in the nonprofit world, I had all of these conversations where my colleagues and I, when we were finishing the program, this theme started to emerge where they said, I wish that I could do more than serve on a board or volunteer episodically or go to another chicken dinner where I write another check. They wanted more. What did they want? They wanted transformational social leadership where they knew that their daily work made an impact because the exposure that they received in the program, it stirred up their heart. It stirred up their social passion. But in the day to day of their corporate job, 
there just really wasn't a clear path for meaningful social action. And that's the gap that I'm talking about. That's the gap that I see playing out over and over in the community and not just in the community, but it's all over. It really, I believe, is a modern leadership problem that we've got to wrestle with. So the question is, why is there this gap? And why, with so many people wanting to help, does that gap between passion and social action exist at all? I think it has everything to do with our worldview. You see, all of us have been or will be or are in a leadership role in some area of our life. But we don't often stop to think about our leadership worldview. But our worldview shapes all we are and all we do as leaders. How you lead and what you believe go hand in hand because our thoughts determine our lives. A lot of times we think that it's our actions that determine our lives, but it's not. The first thing is our thought and our thoughts determine the actions that we take and then the actions shape our life. So ultimately it's our thoughts, our worldview that shapes all we are and all we do as leaders. And that's why I believe that worldview and leadership have to be examined. Here's the example. If you don't think that you can make a positive impact through your daily work, you're not going to make one. If you're not prepared or you have limiting beliefs or, or unconscious biases that are off target, then you're going to miss the mark. So let's give another example. We might want to hire high demand talent from historically disinvested neighborhoods. And if those neighborhoods have high unemployment, that would be a good thing. But if we as people and as organizations are struggling with racially biased corporate cultures, then we're going to struggle to recruit and retain diverse workforces at all. Creating jobs isn't enough. Our worldview affects our actions, which affects our company, which then affects the community. You see, here's another example. We might want to improve employee engagement, for example, and we want to send our teams out to volunteer in the community. And let's say we have an objective around improving community health and social determinants of health. But if we're poorly educated on how to care for our employees' mental health at work, and if we don't recognize the impact of trauma and the mental health issues in the communities that we volunteer in, then we're going to misapply our resources potentially. We might not actually address the root cause of the issues that we want to face. So again, volunteering isn't enough to move the needle. Our worldview affects our actions, which in turn affects the company, which in turn affects the community. So here's the million dollar question. When was the last time you thought about your leadership worldview? When did you last ask yourself, who is shaping my worldview? Have you thought about it? Have you thought about how your daily work and your worldview about that daily work is connected to the social problems that you think about daily? Do we stop to actually query the details and get to the roots of our worldview? I think these questions about worldview are actually really hard to answer and sometimes 
It takes great intentionality. It takes maybe even a coach sometimes, or at least somebody that you can be vulnerable with who can help us observe our worldview, because it's very hard to observe ourselves. But all of us grow up looking at various leaders and having our worldview shaped. And some of those leaders do a good job shaping our worldview, and others give us a really harmful example. So if we want to learn to lead with greater social impact, the first thing we have to do is assess our leadership worldview. And when you do that, here's the key, look for hidden assumptions. And I think there is a glaring hidden assumption hidden within our worldview, the common leadership worldview, the one that you see in all the leadership books. And here's the thing, one common hidden assumption of what we could maybe call like the normative leadership worldview is that there is a bold line between our work priorities and our social priorities. There's a big, big, bold line that says those two things exist in different spaces, in different times in our life, and the two don't interact unless, of course, you work for a nonprofit or something. So the hidden assumption goes. And this was the hidden uh, assumption that I, I was trying to unpack in my first example from my friends that were in the leadership group, where they, they weren't quite sure how their daily work and their social priorities should, could, or even would interact. So while we're encouraged to bring our whole self to work now, Business leaders, however, still see, I believe, in the normative leadership worldview, business leaders still see the work of solving social issues as largely the domain of the nonprofit sector or the dedicated corporate social responsibility and diversity officer. It's their job. Here's the thing, because business sees itself primarily as a passive funder of social solutions, not an innovator or a potential operator of social solutions. That is the outcome of this hidden assumption in the normative business as usual leadership worldview. I'm going to say it again. Business and business leaders see business primarily as a funder, passive funder of social solutions not as an innovator or a potential operator of social solutions. And while the notion of corporate social responsibility and of social entrepreneurship, I think are slowly starting to erode this limiting belief in our leadership worldview, they're attacking this kind of hidden assumption and, and trying to root it out. Most of us, though, are still largely unaware of this leadership assumption and how it's harming both our companies and our communities. That worldview is how we get stuck thinking that all we can do is serve on boards and write checks at annual fundraising dinners. But what if the dichotomy between our daily work and leading with greater social impact is fundamentally false? What if our unexamined leadership worldview is actually not just false, but is holding us back from our greatest potential as leaders? What if it's limiting our return on investment as companies? What if it's stifling our team's creativity? What if it's even contributing to the ecosystem that sustains community problems? What if our leadership worldview could evolve 
And we came to believe that it wasn't just nonprofits and government and social enterprises that were supposed to meaningfully generate social change. But what if small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and business leaders from all over thought of themselves as social entrepreneurs they became social leaders from within their leadership lane. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if all of our leaders in all of our businesses in this community were actually working to close this gap, to embrace social leadership and lead with greater social impact inside of their company in order to impact the community outside of their company? Friends, it is long past time for our leadership worldview to evolve. And I believe that if more leaders and more businesses work to lead with greater social impact, that the net impact will be greater than if we started a hundred more nonprofits in our community. We all have to become social leaders. So let's dive in a bit more deeply into social leadership and figure out what it is. What is this solution to the problem that I'm calling social leadership? So obviously, social leadership isn't about social media, and it's not a set of social skills or communication skills. Rather, I define social leadership as the journey to close the gap between our social passion and our social action in our daily life. As a model, Social leadership doesn't supplant other forms of leadership, but it's complementary, at least to most of them. The social leadership model that I'm outlining encapsulates the worldview and the skills that are required to be a most impactful leader in an evolving business market that is putting increasing value on the social exchange between communities, consumers, and businesses. Social leaders understand that they are uniquely positioned to foster social change from within their leadership lane, not just from the excess of their time and charity. And that is the key. These are leaders who are not saying, hey, after we take care of all of our financial responsibilities as a company, should we give something to help offset our environmental impact? Or hey, after we have all of our meetings, if there's some time left over, I'd really like to join that board of that nonprofit across town. Social leaders understand that it's actually from within their leadership lane, whatever they do daily, from within that leadership lane, they can foster social change. And it doesn't have to come just from their excess time or charity. And I'm going to quote Charles Dickens. Every year, my mother used to take my siblings and I to go to the repertory theater in Kansas City. And every year, except for one where they tried something different that was terrible, every year they put on A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. And I think Charles Dickens' a great novel, A Christmas Carol, probably is one of the reasons why I'm a priest. I mean, if you haven't read it, if you haven't seen it, Stop what you're doing. Go get the book. Go rent it on Netflix. If you can, go see a masterful production in Kansas City at the Rep Theater. But I'm going to quote something from that novel by Charles Dickens. And I think this is what social leaders are wanting to say at the end of their lives. This is what it says. Mankind was my business. The common welfare was my business. 
Charity, mercy, forbearance, benevolence were all my business. The dealings of my trade were but a drop of water in the comprehensive ocean of my business. Man, I love that character. I love that story. I love the the heart transformation that Ebenezer Scrooge goes through in that Christmas Carol story, because I think in, in a theatric way, it is the kind of transformational leadership journey that all of the leaders that I'm talking to who want to lead with greater social impact, that's the journey that they need to make. They need to get to the place where they say, the dealings of my trade, my daily work, was actually just a drop of water in the comprehensive ocean of my business or in the comprehensive ocean of what my life was meant to be and the kind of leadership impact I was meant to have. So I hope the thoughts that I outlined today have inspired you to begin the journey towards social leadership. I hope that you might examine your leadership worldview and find joy in closing that gap between your social passion and your social action. Social leaders are the leaders that we need right now desperately. Social leaders are empowering their companies and communities to solve our world's most pressing problems. So if you're inspired by what I talked about today, about leading with greater social impact and finding deeper purpose and meaning in your life and in your work, if you're interested in making that journey towards social leadership, I want to tell you about a really exciting tool. What if there was a step-by-step guide with everything you needed to begin your journey to becoming a social leader? What if you could start closing that gap between your passion and your social action today? That'd feel pretty awesome, right? Well, I have the perfect guide for you. It's called the Social Leader Essentials eCourse, and it's the ultimate social leadership starting point. With this course, I teach you in two and a half hours the social entrepreneurial mindset, how to be bias aware, and how to be trauma informed, all of the fundamentals that you need to get going. It comes with free tools, free frameworks, and a study guide that can help you immediately take the next steps towards social leadership on the journey to becoming the leader that you want to be. So just go to thesocialleader.org, thesocialleader.org, and you can get started today. So I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of the second season of the Social Leader Podcast. Next up, we'll have Brian McLaren, who'll be my guest on the next episode. And then after that, I'll be coming back to unpack even more the details of social leadership and to be able to give you practical, tactical advice and next steps, parts of the social leadership e-course that we're going to dive into so that you can continue to learn to lead with greater social impact. I look forward to talking to you soon.